While we were marching through Georgia, everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The yellow man left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right to left walk on your heel and toe. In episode one, Alexander Stevens begins his political career. A career that would involve three invitations to duel, being stabbed by a political rival, war with Mexico, and the debate over slavery in several new states. In part two, Stevens throws in with the South, but becomes a critic of the very government he's vice president of. Part two ended with the failed Hampton Roads Peace Conference. And we start part three at the close of the war. There's a lot to go, and we're not done yet. One morning, Stevens woke up in his home in Crawfordville, Georgia, and was told some soldiers were approaching. When he walked out to meet them, the soldiers showed him an arrest warrant with his name on it. The soldiers explained that they were ordered to arrest Stevens, then proceed to Washington, Georgia to arrest Robert Toombs. He was given a moment to pack and allowed to bring a servant with him. Stevens went to Atlanta while some of the soldiers continued where they would fail to arrest Toombs. In Atlanta, he met fellow prisoner Jefferson Davis. They faced a 180-mile trip to Augusta, and Stevens asked to sit in a separate carriage from Davis. Stevens would be imprisoned at Fort Warren in Boston for five months. Fort Warren gained a reputation for treating their prisoners well, and Stevens didn't suffer much. Unlike Davis, he was never formally charged with treason, and he once complained that the United States Constitution prohibited holding a prisoner without any charges. On his release, he returned to Georgia and was almost immediately elected to the United States Senate, although he was never permitted to take his seat. He took that time to write A Constitutional View of the Late War Between the States, a work in two volumes. In it, Stevens argues that the South seceded to preserve states' rights, and he continues to defend the institution of slavery as he had in his cornerstone speech. Before the war, Stevens' career in Congress took off like a rocket thanks to Texas. That state joined the Union, which precipitated the Mexican-American War. Stevens made a name for himself denouncing the war, then lending his voice to the debate about what to do with the new territory gained in that war. His arguments that Georgia's secession was just and legal also came to an end thanks to Texas. In the 1869 case, Texas v. White, the Supreme Court ruled that states could not choose to leave the Union unilaterally, and that their claims of secession meant nothing. There's a lot more to this case. It's a very deep rabbit hole we could go down. This decision guided a lot of further decisions on how the South would be handled during Reconstruction. But three episodes are enough, so let's just keep going with Stevens. Eventually, Andrew Johnson issued a blanket pardon for most former Confederates, and that burning ambition continued to push Stevens forward. He was elected to the House of Representatives and served there from 1873 until 1882. He quit in the middle of his term because he had successfully run for governor of Georgia. He died in that office in 1883. 
and he was buried on the front lawn of his Crawfordville home. He was 71 when he died, following a spectacular career in which he followed and even instigated many of the events of the Civil War. He never married and had no children. I want to remind you that Moving Through Georgia is a Georgia history podcast focusing on Northeast Georgia. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send them to me at movingthroughgeorgia at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your emails. Thank you for your reviews. And thank you for being here for season two. Let's fast forward about 15 years. We're in Clarksville, the seat of Habersham County. A neat brick courthouse, which is their second courthouse, stands in the town square roughly where the war memorial is today. One night in 1898, a mysterious explosion rocks the quiet downtown and citizens rush out to see their courthouse irreparably damaged. Fire is already destroying the court records. How did this happen, and who and what could be responsible? Well, one story, and this is a story, says that folks from Tekoa were to blame. For some time, the people of Tekoa had argued that their city was growing faster than Clarksville and that the county seat should be moved somewhere with a future. When argument failed, dynamite did the talking. In truth, nobody knows who really caused the explosion, but for a long time it was whispered to be the work of Tekoans. Maybe they hoped that if a new courthouse had to be built anyway, it would be built in their city. It didn't work. Clarksville got a new courthouse. Not the one that stands empty now. They got a very large, beautiful brick courthouse, and that courthouse served the county until 1963 when it was pulled down and the fourth courthouse was built. You can find a lot of pictures of the third courthouse, and there's actually a very cool model of it in the current Clarksville courthouse. That's courthouse number five. But hey... Maybe it worked after all. In 1905, Tekoa was made the county seat of the newly founded Stevens County, and their original courthouse still stands. And that's Alexander Stevens. He's probably most popularly known for the Cornerstone speech, and today it can be a little hard to reconcile his beliefs on slavery with his wish to preserve the Union. That's all.